You're listening to Our Space with Matt Batiste. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of, of Our Space. Funny enough, you know, I never really talked about uh, why I started this podcast, and we're quite a few episodes in now, and what I really wanted to achieve with it on the actual podcast. Funny enough, I've talked about it with friends and family, but uh, just going over this, I want this to be a place for us, the millennial MySpace kids, to sort of keep the scene alive and build a community where we share art and music that we love. And today we're doing that by having Canadian pop punk band Costin on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. It's really exciting having you on. Um, I've seen a bunch of your stuff pop up on my For You feed over the last little while, and especially lately, because you guys have a new song that you've recently released, um, and AJ of the Dangerous Summer's on it. And why don't you tell me a little bit about it and how that song kind of came to be? Well, um, we have been talking about working on um, getting a feature song. So we really wanted to have a song that stood out that, you know, that we could find like a really cool vocalist to be a part of. So we worked with our friend Devin from Sunsleep, who is a label mate with us. And he came to us with this with this uh, pitch of a song and was like, yeah, I think this would be a really great song to add to our, our um, what I was going to say, I can't say this on, not yet. That was, I was, our catalog. Yeah, our catalog. That's <laughs> for our catalog. And uh, yeah, um, we originally had actually a different vocalist that was supposed to feature on it. It didn't end up working out, but we're really grateful to have AJ a part of it because I've been a huge uh, Dangerous Summer fan for a long time. I've always thought that his vocals like stood out from a lot of other male vocalists, which um, is hard to do, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when when we got the song and it was different because there's a lot of breakup songs out there, right? So I was stoked to have a song that could be more like identified with like losing a friend. And that really stood out for me. So yeah, I'm I'm stoked and I'm stoked to have AJ on it. And yeah, we're we're pumped on the uh how everybody's feeling about it. So yeah. When I was coming up with some prep for the interview, I was looking at uh how many breakup songs are there out there? I was hoping that Google might be able to actually answer that question. No. The only thing that came up was uh the ratio of breakup songs to other songs that Taylor Swift has. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, there's, there's got to be some sort of like generic number, right? Like, you know, 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, yeah. something like how many breakup songs are, are out there? Uh, not many though that I know of where they're about the breakup of a friendship. Yeah. They're always about romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, so did that come from like a place of, did that come from a personal place? Yeah, you could say that. And we... When we were going over the song and like, I was like, it could be, it could have gone both ways, right? Like it could have been, it could have been you identify with, with a breakup and people still can, right? But the way that I looked at it and the way that I, I took it was more of a, a friendship breakup and rolled with that because I feel like that kind of like set it apart from other songs and people were able to like identify with that a little bit more and to relate to that. Um, because I, I don't think that friendship breakups are talked about enough, you know, like we need that, that bestie breakup anthem. So 
here we are <laughs> with strangers. <laughs> and we go through so many of them in our lives, right? Like think about all of the best friends that you've had growing up and how many times you've sort of outgrown those relationships, whether it was your fault, their fault, or no one's fault at all. You just kind of drifted apart, right? There's just been so many times where I think that's happened to everyone. It's such a relatable song and relatable experience. So it's really cool to see how you guys have sort of like encapsulated that uh, into into a song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, once again, props to Devin because he was the mastermind behind Strangers. So Shout I got to give him that credit, right? <laughs> and it's it's nice working with, um, I think, like, as we moved on, like, within our, like, band and, like, just, like, our experience and stuff like that, like, working with other musicians is highly, highly valuable. And, like, you need to, like, take away from your your pride, I guess, in a sense, and your ego of being like, oh, we 100% wrote all our songs ourselves because that's not happening anymore. And like, sometimes you do get like fatigued and stuff like that. So I'm putting a shout out there, you know, like work with other artists because it's, it's so valuable to your sound and to your music and like what you're putting out. And I feel like that goes with a lot of things, right? Like you're working with other people and you're collaborating with other people. You're sort of like learning from them and you're sharing with them. They're sharing with you. It's just, it's, I feel like, a lot of us just need to sort of collaborate more that's how we we grow as people so it's cool to hear that you're you know collaborating with other artists and uh, having a lot of fun doing that as well do you have like a a dream artist that you'd like to collaborate with it's always changing because i find myself always finding new artists that i'm like right. falling in love with over tiktok and stuff like that so um you know, I'm huge into feminine energy and I think that like there needs to be like more all girl band tours and stuff like that. So I've like talked about it a lot and like like collabs that like I would love to have. Like I don't know if you've ever heard of House Parties, um, Cheney from House Parties, wicked, wicked voice, um, has done has had a couple viral uh uh TikToks and her vocals are just absolutely insane and they're just getting started too. They kind of came out around the same time that we did. So um, it's really cool to see their journey. Um, I'm just very for right now, like the underdogs and like the, the, the smaller bands that are like getting their music out there, like senses I'm like really big into right now. Why not a fighter? Um, but I also love like honey wrench had their honey revenge had their moment like this past year and they like just blew up, which is, absolutely exciting. I got to see them last year in April and they were really rad. Um, I love Stand Atlantic. I love yours truly. So yeah, I'm huge into like, we need to build up our um, like non-male female vocalists. And yeah, I think, I think it'd be cool to put like on a, a all female tour. So that's, that's where I'm at. Girl power. <laughs> what about you guys? Dream feature? I don't know. That's a tough one. Probably someone I grew up listening to, like yeah. Jordan from Newfound Glory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that would have been nice, right? <laughs> okay, what can you do? <laughs> what a shit have coulda. Devin's probably like Josh Groban or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Devin loves Josh Groban. Guys. You're Josh me. Groban. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Joking. Guilty pleasure. No, that's oh no, that's, that's Lexi. That's, that's love. I love him, but no, that's his, he's, he's ashamed to say it. I'm not ashamed. I think we need people to start petitioning in Josh Groban's comments to get onto one of your songs. <laughs> I agree. That would be a dream. Let's it would it. be Brian Adams too. Lexi's favorite. Up, 
That would raise you up. <laughs> ah, I just see Lexi just floating in the, the air. <laughs> you, yeah. you have a bunch of new songs that you sort of released recently as well. Um, like Sarah Tune In, you know, that that's just like a bop with super relatable lyrics in there. And uh, so that song is about growing up with ADHD. Does that song have extra sort of personal meaning towards you? What made you want to write that? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's actually the la- last song that we are, that we wrote. And it was like the first song that we put out for this like new era of Costin. Um, and yeah, it just, it, it's our shortest song. It's like the most fun song that I think um, that we've, we've put out. It's so catchy and it's about mental health, like a catchy song about mental health, like who wouldn't want to listen to that, right? <laughs> Something that everybody can relate to. Yeah, I grew up with ADHD. I was diagnosed when I was 11 years old. And like the first thing that I was recommended was taking medication. And at that time, because I'm going to date myself, I'm a little bit older, um, you know, <laughs> but uh, at that time, like they didn't have a lot of resources for um for especially women with uh, like girls with ADHD, it was really more researched boys with ADHD. So um, that that was a little bit different. And like, I was always labeled like the bad kid. I was always labeled, you know, like I, I was always having temper tantrums or I was like, yeah, I wasn't a good kid. And people didn't realize it was because, you know, I have, I had a chemical imbalance in my brain and but yeah, uh, we wrote, I wrote their, like the lyrics of serotonin and it's just more so being like, I don't want, I didn't want to take medication. And like, I, I really fought hard for that because I knew that for myself, I felt like I, I could do it on my own. I just needed the right like resources and outlets to be able to flourish with ADHD. And I am a lucky person that I don't need to take medication. I just make myself really busy and forget that I have it. It's fine. <laughs> just run away from my problem. <laughs> so yeah, that's where, that's where serotonin came in from. It's uh, yeah, just, just when you, when I have taken medication in, in the past um, for, for anti-anxiety and it just made me feel like I wasn't um, I wasn't me anymore. So like when it says I'm feeling kind of homesick, I was, I was feeling homesick from myself. Like I, um, I wasn't who I was anymore and I missed myself. So that's kind of where that lyric came from. And I think a lot of people can, um, relate to that, um, you know, trialing through medications and like figuring out what works for you and what doesn't, and maybe it just, it doesn't work for you and you find something else in your life that works for you. But yeah, that's there. Tune in for you. Do you find that um, the ADHD sort of has an impact on the way that you're writing your songs? One hundred percent. You should see my notebook sometimes. It's just <laughs> like uh, it's it's a mess. But then when you, I have to like, I cross out things like a million times, and I just like write what's on my mind. My whole phone, like if you go through all my notes, it's like three o'clock in the morning, and I'm writing like the most random shit because I can't sleep, and I'm like. Oh, and like your texts are the same way, just yeah. like just like just, long, just like hello, how are you doing? Uh, what are you doing today? Da, 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 yeah, da, da, da. It's the same way that I talk <laughs> too. If you haven't noticed, it all gets done, and it gets done correctly when it needs to. It's just the process is a little bit uh, 
a little bit scattered. Yes. <laughs> and working together as a band, um, what do you find is the best process to sort of bring out all of your ideas in the best possible way? Uh, I don't know. There's all different ways of uh, writing. Sometimes we start with an acoustic song or, you know, me and this guy will write something jammy wise and she'll come in with vocals. Generally, like, generally Jenna has an idea, something she wants to express, mm-hmm. yeah. and then we kind of feel it. It's my band. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And we collaborate from there. Everyone just kind of adds their own. What Jenna wants, Jenna gets. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, yeah. <laughs> She's like, make me this song. Make it sound great. Yeah. Boom. She's our queen. Boom. Uh, That's boom. how yes, good they boss. are. Queen. Ooh, queen. Slay. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jenna, you have a, a great way of making your song super relatable. Another song I wanted to talk about, too, is uh, Safe With Me, because that one just has this really cool, like, heavy, gloomy vibe to it and even the instrumentals they kind of remind me of like an a day to remember song as well yeah um, and it, it feels a little bit different than even just like uh sarah tune in oh, yeah. and you know it just it has a totally different vibe behind it mm-hmm. um whereas like sarah tune in has sort of like a clear picture and it's very poppy it's very fun um what was sort of the difference with with safe with me as you were sort of writing that, like what did you really want to convey with that song? Um, in all reality, our label asked us to write a rock ballad. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out to Shan. Um, but he, you know, everybody's going to have a wild card um, song, you know, it's going to be something that's like a little different to show that like, we aren't just like a, a one track or one, whatever, one hit wonder. No, I'm, Anyways, um, there, there's some versatility. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyways, um, so <laughs> not one in one. Come on, guys. It's so funny because the difference between Sarah Tunin and Safe With Me, they're so like on opposite ends. But I think that's cool. And it keeps everybody on their toes. And it's it's exciting. And it's like, what are they going to do next? You know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we just wanted to kind of show off that we, you know, we we can do something a little bit more on the serious side. Um, We can, you know, I, all my songs, if you actually like listen to the lyrics, like all my songs, sorry, all of our songs, (laughs) see my band, Uh, (laughs) all of our songs, like a lot of it talks about mental health, but like putting the actual like vibes of like the lyrics that we're actually talking to are talking about um, with like that type of music it all came together really cool. And like, I call it like our, our twilight song. Cause I was like, it's like the decode era, you know, like walking through the forest. A hundred percent. That's exactly what I picture is like, you, you, especially with like the music video and all yeah. that. It's just, you know, you've got your Sarah Tunin was, which is a lot more fun. And like, yeah. the funny thing is, is like Sarah Tunin does have a more serious side to it within the lyrics and the theme of the song. It's just, you know, um, thematically. And I think musically it's a lot more fun. Yeah, I think that's the funny part about it because it's like, yeah, you're talking about like your shit mental health and like taking medication, but like, it's so fun, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But that makes like the best songs. Like I, I love songs that, uh, you know, are serious or sad, but they kind of sound happy. Yeah. You know, like you listen to like a Jimmy Eat World song and you break it down and you're like, 
oh, when you just kind of listen to the lyrics, this is kind of a sad song, but also you're kind of like dancing and bopping around to it, right? Yeah, 100%. I I, I love that because it's like kind of how a lot of people just like face their day to day. They put on a mask, you know, and they're like, I'm fine. Everything is fine, you know, but like you're going through some shit, but you always got to put a smile on your face because that's what society wants, right? You walk up to someone and said, how you doing? If they actually told you, you'd probably be like, what the hell's wrong with that person? Just say okay, <laughs> like a normal person. 100%. You're like, actually, my mental health is fucking shit. I wanted to die yesterday, but here I am today, you know? Like, somebody be like, are you okay? I was hoping that bus ran the red light and hit me on my way into work, but I'm here anyway. <laughs> Right? But it's like, what's wrong with you? Just say good in you. Just say you're fine, okay? <laughs> but like, that's why I love those types of songs and the songs like Sarah Tunin, where, you know, it's almost like saying, I'm not okay in a happy way, like while saying I'm happy at the same time. Yeah, for sure. If, if I, that makes 100%, sense. I 100% agree. And I'm glad that that came across that way because that's what it, we were going for, so... I think Sarah Tune is probably my favorite song from uh, of yours. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's that's wonderful. Um, I feel like we have something for everyone too, right? Like not every like we had somebody be like, I didn't like Sarah Tunin, but I love Safe With Me. And I'm like, that's awesome. That means that we're like providing music that everybody is going to like, you know, and it's okay if you don't like one song because somebody else is gonna be their favorite song, you know? So yeah, and, and you guys are diverse as well. Like, uh, like you said, just sort of trying out different things. Uh, one thing that I noticed, usually when I'm looking on, on Spotify and I see the latest single and I click it and there's sort of like multiple songs within that single album on Spotify, usually that means that they're singles for an album that's coming. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's part of the catalog. So, uh, when's this podcast coming out? <laughs> well, when are we announcing this? Right? Uh, could, are we breaking it right here? <laughs> um, exclusive, exclusive with Costin. Ex yeah, exclusive. Our space X Costin, and uh, we're dropping all the news here. Well, yeah, that's one thing that I, I normally notice is when there's sort of that single album on. Yeah. A, an artist Spotify and they have multiple songs in there. Usually a full length is, is coming out. And uh, I mean, whether you want to announce anything officially or give us any dates or not, either doing a little bit of digging online, I did see that there was a little hint of something coming out uh, late 2023. So we don't have that yet being in early 2024. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing there were some delays with that. Yes. <laughs> you know, it. it's coming. Don't know yet when, but it's coming. <laughs> That's okay. I get it. Red tape, red tape. For we don't need to drop any dates. No, honestly, when, like, if anybody finds out when it's happening, please let me know. Cause yeah. we'll be <laughs> I'd like to know too. Yeah. I, I think all we need to know right now is that there is an album that is done or being done yeah. and it will be out soon. We'll just yeah. say soon. It's, it's coming. coming soon. It's, it's coming soon. Um, you know, you got to do that whole waterfall effect of like the singles and whatnot and get it, get it pumped up. And we have one friend um, that we've met via social media. Keep it crispy. Shout out a number one fan. Um, 
is in every comment section be like, so when's the album? When's it coming? <laughs> Chris is coming soon. I swear. Keep it crispy, bro. Yeah. Keep it crispy. Yeah. Uh, it, but yes, we have completed a full length album and it is on its way and it will be in everybody's ear holes very soon. Is there a tour coming along with it as well? Is that um, yeah, in the works? so right now we're we're doing two different types of. We haven't like toured a lot actually. Um, we've only played shows in British Columbia, which is wild. But um, I had my Oracle cards read <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, nice. and they told me that I just need to do things, and I just this is the year of just doing it and getting shit done. So I'm doing it, and I'm getting shit done. So we're doing like a smaller one. Um, BC Alberta and then that's going to be like getting us in the groove of things and um, hopefully for the summer we will be doing something a lot larger. I saw a poster you guys played a show in BC with Calling All Captains. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. Uh, I had them on the show recently. Yes, are, I watched that. <laughs> are we uh are we going to get are we going to get a tour sort of like theirs cuz they just did like a full on Canada tour. Yes. Yeah, so we we played a couple shows with them in BC on that tour. Um, and then we, we played a couple more, um, earlier that year with them as well. Obviously I love playing with them. They're so fun. And we get a lot of comments on social media being like, my favorite Canadian man calling the captain's costume. We always get like kind of put into, to conversations together. So, and we love the boys. We, we want all the best for them. And uh, if they want to have cost and open for them on another tour. I think the two of you are a perfect mix for each other because you guys sort of, you remind me of one another in a sense of you have that like fun pop punk sound to you, but also like the instrumentals underneath it and, and behind it are you are a lot heavier than like the average pop punk group. Yeah. Yeah, we, well, when I first met Lexi, he was in like more of like a post-hardcore kind of like metal band, I would say. And we kind of, our previous band was called Bloom. um, And we had that like very crossover where it was very much like a day to remember kind of sound. And then the pandemic hit, we rebranded, we kind of just I, I vocalized that I wanted to go more of like the pop punk group, but obviously like the boys still want to have fun. They still want to play the jams that they love. So I love, honestly, they get all the creative freedom on the instrumental side of things because like, what the hell do I know? I know <laughs> how to play four chords on a guitar. Okay. So I'm not going to tell them how to do their art and they don't tell me how to do mine. And we just work together really well that way. And I think it works for us because people appreciate it because they're like, Oh, I love like the heaviness of like, the instrumental like it like makes me want to headbang and it's fun but like the vocals are a lot like more poppy sometimes but can also get a little bit harder like i don't know if you've ever listened to borderline but like there's it's more like more punk and yeah i don't know we like to have fun we like to like do a lot of crossover with like genres and don't want to stay fit in a box because i've never been one to stay in a box and i don't care if people want to gatekeep genres or tell us that we don't know where we what kind of music we want to play, but that's the fun of it. It's just, we like to play around and we like to just put on music that we like. So, and people have been liking it so far. So it's been good. I think the best music sort of comes from that place, you know, of like just not 
trying to fit into a box or a genre and just kind of like having fun and doing what you're doing because you like it and because you want to gatekeeping genres and saying like, oh, you're not pop punk because you have more of like a metalcore sound in your instrumentals, let's say like, who cares? You know, like good music is good music. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Just want to write songs that you think are cool and play those. Exactly, exactly. And the people that sort of just throw genres in that box out the window are the ones that end up breaking those barriers and creating something new for themselves, right? At the end of the day, it's your art and you're going to put out what you enjoy and what you like. And, you know, if others enjoy it as well as much as you do, then that's just a bonus, you know? And that's that's what I, I love. And, you know, everybody's going to have something to say. Everybody's going to have something to complain about with anything. So you're always going to have those people. And if they want to waste their energy on yelling at somebody on the internet because they don't like something, then go for it. Like that sucks for you. Maybe you could be making your own music that you like. I guess that's what they like to do, right? I always just say thank you for the engagement. <laughs> yeah. Thank <laughs> like you. For, yeah, exactly. I love it's, that. It's, it's like, like cool. th- thank you. You you comment that you hate me. I'm just going to show up more on your feed now because you commented on one of my yeah, posts. Yeah, no doubt, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, thank you for getting it out there more. I'm just like, I was like, thank you. Kill him with Have kindness. I had this one guy and then he just like kept like going on. Oh, like, oh, you're just playing nice. Like this really hurts you. And I was like... <laughs> Go off. Let's go. Like, whatever. <laughs> I, I like to personally, whenever someone will like write something mean in the comments, I'll write something back that's sort of like maybe I'm being a little bit of a smart ass with it, but I'm not sort of attacking them back at the same time. Like, you know, people will tell me to grow up all the time because a lot of the stuff that I post is like nostalgia based. So yeah. I'll just write back, like, okay, dad, you know, and then with that. Re- with that response, other people will kind of chime in and like defend me or like yeah. go back at him, be like, you grow up. Uh, and then it's just oh. like, oh, okay, it just racks up the engagement and helps the, the video go viral. And I'm like, okay, thanks, guys. Keep arguing in my comments. You just have to put something <laughs> controversial and like everybody will fight about it. It's great. It's like pineapples on pizza and everybody would be like, fuck you! <laughs> So just let those people keep commenting on on your post. This isn't pop punk. I don't know if you actually get that or not, but um, um I don't think I I don't necessarily think that. I can't, you know, I, I don't think there's enough comments to like. Yeah. They don't give a shit. I'm the one I I do all the social media, so and I tell them everything. I'm the one that's like, "Did you see this or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she's like, "Look at this." So yeah. like, okay. I fill them in. Do you ever find that people commenting on your social media, though, does sort of have an impact in terms of um, how you act as a band or sort of produce things as a band or make decisions as a band? You know, if you, for instance, have someone saying like, hey, come to Toronto a lot or come to New York or something like that, then it kind of like influences you. Come to Toronto. Come to Toronto. That's what he always says. (laughs) 100%. If I'm getting, like, a lot of people being, like, you need to come to Alberta, you need to come to this, and, like, that's 100%, like, on my radar, because that means that there's going to be at least one person at her show, you know? Like, so, I definitely, like, when figuring out where we want to play and stuff like that, looking at, like, our Spotify streams and seeing what cities are, like, most listened to and stuff, like, that's a huge thing. And then, yeah, as well as the comments of, like, people being, like, do you want us to come play? And you want to come listen to our, our music and 100% I'll be there. I don't care if there's only 20 people in the room. 
Like that's 20 people that are listening to our music and that appreciate us, you know? So whether it be 20 or 200, I'm happy because I love playing music and I love the biggest thing. And this happened in 2022. So like we put out our first single in 2021 and we played, I think our like first out of Kelowna show in 2022 and I just remember playing and looking at the crowd and seeing people like sing our lyrics and actually like know our lyrics. So like Vancouver was that was a Vancouver yeah. show, and I was like, I was like, this is the coolest thing. Like, like how fucking cool. Like, uh, yeah. So I don't care if it's only a couple people that like our music. It's it's really cool and it's a really cool experience to share with someone. So yeah. And that was your first time in Vancouver, sort of being playing for a crowd and they're singing your lyrics back to you. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I yeah, love that. I love it too. It gives me a, a little tingly. So I'm like, <laughs> what, uh, what can fans do that really like the, you know, the diehard fans, what can they do to help support you as a band? They weren't even doing it. Like are just like keeping the engagement up on, on like on social media. Cause like, you know, like marketing your band on social media is like the best thing that you can do. Like it's, essentially it's, it's free, you know, like why not? So like getting people yeah, to comment and like, listen to your music, like obviously like streaming music on Spotify, isn't going to make you any money because you know, <laughs> but listen, but just like listening to it, like, you know, hopefully like maybe like it gets picked up on like a, a playlist, like pre-saving and doing all that and just like engaging with it so that, you know, it can be, broadcast it to more people because the more that people engage with it the more like it's shown to other people that might not know who your band is so yeah the biggest thing is just engaging with us and like at the moment we don't have like we don't really have anything like we're not trying to sell anything we're just trying to like i guess sell ourselves as a band to listen to so if you're listening and you like Costin, you have to go and uh, pre-save everything that they come out with. Comment on all their posts on Instagram and TikTok and help get the word out there. I, I love personally doing that with bands that I like as well. And, you know, even just that little extra like or comment helps does help it go a long way. If you like a band or you like their art, um, give them that love because it really does make a lot of – it makes a big difference because it puts – your stuff as an artist in front of more people and ultimately you grow as a band growing more fans right Absolutely. and building that that base to sort of do those tours and make that money that way and i mean you need to be making money to continue making music as well it's just the sort of the reality of it especially nowadays too just with inflation just how expensive everything is it's it's yeah you got to be able to one pay your bills when you're away and then two, be able to put gas in, in your vehicle and have somewhere to sleep and something to eat. So it's like buying, like when people are selling their merch at their shows, like just buy that $25 t-shirt or whatever, because like that helps just so much, you know, and it gives the opportunity for these smaller bands to continue on doing what they love. Are there any other bands that you want to give an honorable mention to that you haven't mentioned yet? Up and coming or newer? I've always... listened to a lot of K-pop recently, so I can't <laughs> I can't really, I can't really say much. <laughs> I always love to give shout outs to all the Canadian bands because I feel like we're really underrated here north of America. Um and there's so much good talent here in Canada. There is. So like 
I don't know if you've ever heard Summer Heights. Um, they're from they're from Toronto. Toronto. I love yeah. Summer Heights. I found them on TikTok, and uh, they don't like they just they are one of those bands that are super like underrated. And uh, like I looked at their social media numbers and their Spotify playlists, and I'm like, they do not have the like they do not have enough views or 100%. plays for the talent that they have i 100 percent agree they're so good and they're like hooks are so catchy i'm just always bopping yeah so i made like a playlist of like all my favorite canadian like bands i don't know if you've seen it but go if you're looking to to look up some more like canadian bands i have like a whole playlist of them but like folded hand from alberta they're awesome they're j- they're new i think they only have like two songs out but they're like they have that very like, like emo, like little bit of like metal-y post-hardcore kind of sound. It's so good. <laughs> I love it. I'll check love them it. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Go look at that playlist because there's so many awesome bands on it. And Canada deserves more recognition because we've got so much hot, hot talent out here. You know what's oh. funny? I think the probably the most common band that gets mentioned when I ask that question is usually Arm's Length. And then a lot of people are surprised when they find out that they're a band from like a small town in Ontario. Right? It's like, they're, they're like, so whoa, good. what's with all the talent coming out of Canada? I'm like, you know what? They've always been there. 100%. It's just not everybody was always paying attention. And I think there's also so many bands that are Canadian that a lot of people also don't even realize are Canadian. Yeah, they think that they're just American. Yeah, I when at arm's length when I yeah I found out they were Canadian. I was like, hell yeah! I was like, that's awesome. I also get to see them in March, so I'm very excited about that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. having us. Thanks for reaching out because this you. is this is great. And I was so stoked to find out that you're Canadian as well, and that we just get to all us cool Canadian people are just doing the damn thing. And I'm no loving long it. distance charges on phone calls, yo. I know. But that makes such a difference, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Our Space with Matt Batiste. If you enjoyed yourself, please support the show by subscribing and leaving a review.